0: Nothing particularly significant or important. It wasn't
1: uh, terribly dramatic. That boy. Yeah. that boy needs therapy. therapy. That boy needs therapy. therapy. Lying down on the couch. That's crazy. When we've got effective interventions at our therapy. disposal. Effects. What does that mean? Large effect sizes. Empirical questions oh, answered therapy. left and right. A lot of psychedelics became a lot of the psychedelics became illegal. Transcranial magnetic stimulation. Life Psychic is rubbish. That rubbish. That boy for all of, all of us. Welcome to the show. The Frontless Psychiatrist. Psychic. Let's go. That boy that needs therapy. Dramatic. That boy needs Look,
0: therapy. All that's going on here is that these people do not have a language for talking about their thoughts and their feelings. And as soon as they start talking about their thoughts and their feelings. They don't have to do crazy things. They don't have to do crazy crazy things. They don't have to do crazy things. They
2: don't have to do crazy things. Hi there.
1: This is Owen Muir, MD, and along with Carlene McMillan, MD, we are the Frontier Psychiatrist. Our show is an exploration of what's next on the internet with technology with mental health, where to psychiatrists and our friends take you through the weirdness of the now and the solutions that are coming this conversation is with the founder of silver cloud which is one of the largest scaled and most advanced digital therapeutics platforms that we've found it's an irish company and he's got a great accent uh, they're also working at scale in the nhs already and starting to come to america i hope you appreciate the interview
2: yeah, I, I think that's really well said. Um, and I'm curious, Ken, kind of how you know the Silver Cloud's been around for a number of years. How did you kind of first say, you know what, I want to go into this space? I don't think the space was as crowded as it is now. Um, but but what led you there?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so um, I've had a, a number of kind of entrepreneurial endeavours, um, as as we would say over here, uh, learnings, as we say back in Europe and in Ireland, failures. Um, and um, it's just about your, your, your stating and your reframing. Um, and I got involved uh, post uh, a previous sort of role that I was in. I got involved in, in working with a number of late stage academic and clinical research organisations. I was kind of looking after about five of them in an accelerator programme in Dublin in Ireland called the National Digital Research Centre. And one of the ones that I was looking after um, was helping to commercialise was SilverCloud or... It had just been um, changed its name across from the project name, which was TET, Technology Enhanced Therapy. Um, and I got involved in it towards the latter stages of it, and I was just blown away by the team. Uh, and I do genuinely mean that. The team, the work ethic, the delivery, the results that they had, and just the, 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 the fanaticism uh, in terms of delivery of results, of putting that client end user member or patient uh, out in front, and um, <clears throat> that was kind of my introduction to it i worked alongside that team for for a number of months and, and um i as they they said i went native so i essentially quit my job in the NDRC, joined the silver cloud team we spun out the uh, the the solution uh, in 2012 to form who we are today so um, we're a, we're a spin out from well over a decade of research um, and uh, all the folks who were involved in that research came with us so we kind of have this this slightly sort of young head on our shoulders, but sort of a, a slightly wiser view of the world, hopefully, or we believe, hopefully. Um, but also, even though we're venture backed as an organisation, we've continued to massively invest in in research, in R and D, in clinical trialing, in in in, in just copper fasting, um, both our evidence base, but the industry's evidence base. Um, and I'm kind of very glad that we have done that, particularly, you know, as I'm sure the question will come up today. You know, do I see this as being a, a, a kind of a crowded market in a crowded space?
1: One of the things we don't have a lot of crowding for in the digital therapeutic space is deep seriousness to developing a comprehensive and accurate evidence base, and Silver Cloud's dedication to this really stood out. Our conversation continues, and importantly, we get to hear what Silver Cloud actually is. Because for any of these things, what they actually do and what they say they do require some listening to sort out.
2: Um, to tell us a little bit about like what is Silver Cloud, because I think one of the things is we hear like there's all these little apps and there's all this different stuff and there's Lyra and Ginger and Wobot. And, and, and you know, what, what do you guys like, where are you in this space?
0: Yeah, certainly. So SilverCloud is a digital mental health platform. So it's not a tool or an app. It's a fully fledged um, uh, platform and or solution that we deliver into health systems, health plans and large employers. So the purpose and point of SilverCloud as the the platform and it was really the research that we did um, to bring it to, to the fore was the research looking at How come digital delivery of of cognitive behavioral therapy, digital delivery of behavioral health has really not kind of hit the prime time as much as it should have? And that research was looking around the kind of three big barriers um, of adoption, which were low levels of patient or client engagement, high levels of patient or client dropout and limited clinical improvement. So the solution, you know, when they go into the real world in terms of deployment, fail to deliver. Fail to deliver results. Um, the end user isn't happy with them in terms of, of user satisfaction, and they don't get utilized in terms of activation. So, that was the, the background premise behind Silver Cloud, behind all the research was that was there, and I suppose it was a, a, a very distinct attitudinal change that the Silver Cloud team had where if we think back, even back then, um, the way mental health was was being perceived back in 2010, 2011, 2012, the way it was being perceived was, here is a CD-ROM that you will perhaps access on a yellowing plastic computer sitting in the corner of a physician's office that will have a horrifically boring um, uh, and and quite condescendingly delivered Mm -hmm. environment that you would then step through um, on challenges around depression, anxiety, or, or, or stress.
2: You're inside um, my mind. <laughs> oh
0: no! the um, the 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 focus of the of the team was to build this platform upon which we then developed content, working with amazing subject matter experts around the world. And that, that content, we have about thirty different therapy areas and programs that we developed and put through, you know, full randomized control trials, user acceptance testing, uh, suitability testing, all that as you would expect, or or all that as should be expected, I should say. Um, And those programs will range from your sort of more well-being, resilience, life skills, um, living in challenging times, a COVID program we developed, through to more interventional programs, um, intervention on depression, anxiety, uh, insomnia. And then finally, the third sort of leg of the stool is programs that are looking at the comorbidity between a chronic disease and mental health. So, We've all kind of heard the stats, um, which are saying things like, you know, one in, according to the CDC, one in four of the global population will have a diagnosable mental health disorder in any given year of their life. You then look at the chronic disease um, side of the world, and um, anywhere between kind of 30 and 75% of, of folks with a chronic disease will have um, a, a comorbidity, a co occurrence, a coexistence with mental health challenges. And one that, that always st- um, stood out to me was diabetes, which is a relatively normalized condition. I was almost called it at this point, but still about 45 percent of people who have diabetes will have clinical levels of depression, anxiety or stress in any given year. So the third leg of that still, as I mentioned, was those suite of programs covering chronic pain and mental health, diabetes and mental health and distress, uh, as well as a number of others around oncology looking to bring the body and the head back together and and approach things holistically there. So it might be um, anxiety and depression around guilt and shame. It might be around sexual health. It might be around communicating with your clinician. And that's broadly what we do. Um, We deliver into an organization the technology to uh, enable easier and earlier access to care um, and that's primarily for the, the the sort of major health systems, uh, both here and, and indeed in Europe, um, and also then into the employers and the health plans. We uh, also offer Silver Cloud as a Silver Cloud Care, which is the more turnkey, fully supported version of that platform, with our own um, uh, coaches in the loop helping to guide people through uh, in terms of care and care delivery. So that's in a nutshell what we do. Um, the the fanatical response and focus on outcomes would be kind of the north star, but I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later on.
1: And a fanatical focus on outcomes is what we need because mental health care hasn't been there. Some members of our care team were involved in research where technology coaches were helping people with their mental health technology. And hearing that Silver Cloud was using a similar approach Really piqued our interest
2: Um, Programs that you work with a coach or a therapist I think are really Mm -hmm. um, you know, really interesting um, I think from what i've read it seems like the data is strongest for ones that do sort of involve a a coach or a therapist Mm -hmm. um and when we, I just did a kind of brief survey in advance of this talk, um, you know, on LinkedIn and Twitter and whatnot, um, and actually on both platforms, that category was really the most popular, as opposed to the more direct to consumer, sort of fully uh, autonomous things. That that one really seemed to be sort of where where the meat was. Um, is that yeah. do you feel that as way as well, and or do you see that sort of changing over the next few years?
0: Well, what we've. One of the one of the an amazing paper and it's on, it's on the civilcladhealth.com forward slash research page um, that we put together and, and uh, that paper was all around engagement. How do you deliver an environment that is highly engaging and will deliver essentially which uh, are best options or your best chance of of positive outcomes, clinical change uh, and positive clinical and lasting clinical change? That was this kind of concept that the team brought up, which was SIPS SIPS so you need to deliver an environment which is highly highly um, supportive highly interactive highly personalized and highly social and i'm not going to run into all all four of those kind of pillars those those pillars of the platform but one of them is the supportive element so we've always been very strong advocates and and i would say um, have been probably the, the the first to develop this concept or idea of having asynchronously a coach in the loop helping to guide you through the delivery. And what the, the benefit is, clearly defined clinical boundary, um, a voice that cares, all those kind of elements uh, cumbled uh, and brought together to really enable change um, and do so through technology. But the the benefit being having it asynchronous is it enables a far greater scale of delivery than, you know, I suppose the, the sync, the synchronous or one-to-one chat or, or live video and, and text that sort of more telehealth, tele, uh, health companies have kind of employed to date. And the challenge with that is you're not able to really deliver to as many people as needs, which is, really fundamentally was a big problem before COVID-19 and is an even bigger problem um, nowadays, both today and we see it in, in the next kind of one to two years post COVID-19, it's just going to be a tsunami of challenges. So you need to be able to have technology that is effective, will work, but also will scale in terms of, of the delivery.
1: And scalability has been routinely ignored by mental health solutions quote unquote that have sought to just cap try to buy all the therapists in the space um what they're doing at silver cloud seems like it's actually meaningfully going to change how care and hopefully health gets to more people
2: oh and do you have any uh, questions for ken before we go to to evan
1: well i what i want to hear a little bit more about is you know one of the things that we like to focus on is the the experience of the people involved as they're trying to make these changes and not just kind of in like what you'd say in, in the the harvard business school format but like you know <laughs> kind of uh, thoughts and feelings like when you're trying to work on problems like this like how how do you get to, to the place where this is what you're doing with your time. Because I imagine you could do plenty of things that are less frustrating, question mark.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's a big departure versus what was there. And I, I'd argue even what's a lot still there today, where you see a lot of apps that were full of flash and very little substance, um, a lot of sizzle um, in terms of what they're presenting. But what we've developed, what the team have developed is a essentially designed to be a therapeutic experience insofar as a sanctuary-like uh, uh, entry point. You're coming into and accessing Silver Cloud, you know, and we're competing, and we know we're competing against going for a walk, reading the newspaper, you know, whatever your your social media poison is, um, or or just browsing the web. So we know we have to compete with that, which means. We have to deliver an environment that is engaging. Um, it is not underwhelming, and it's also not overwhelming, and that both at the start point, at the midpoint, and also at the end of one of our programs. So we've had to build, i am um, I'm, I'm, I'm done so through well over 700,000 active users use, using one of our programs um, over the past number of years. We've had to build that environment so that from that UX, that UI, that, that user experience, it feels real, genuine, uh, non-condescending uh, in terms of its delivery, um, and it is competing with other sources of entertainment or every other option um, is, is probably less frustrating uh, in terms of tackling the challenge that you might have. So the way that we've done that is, is building the platform to adhere to that SIPS, that, that supportive, interactive, personalized and social elements, um, so that people do feel the benefit both from using it in five minutes and also for using it for an hour, two hours three hours and, and more uh, another element of that was was making sure that we didn't just deliver generic uh, single program uh, delivery that we have tailored the programs based on uh, perhaps security for example so a program on life skills versus resilience versus um, uh, mild depression versus uh, much more sort of moderately moderately severe and severe challenges. Because if you deliver generic to that whole Sweden cohort, if you're delivering to somebody who has a, a challenge and they're looking for help around resilience and you give them a fully interventional program around depression and likewise in reverse all that happens is you will um, uh, get low levels of engagement and high levels of dropout, and that's not what we're here about so delivering something that feels very personalized very tailored to me very in context and um, against what I'm trying to do is is what the team work really really hard on from a UX and a UI experience perspective. And because it's digital delivered, you can get access to it easier and earlier than perhaps other channels and methods of, of therapy. rubbish, you know, for all of us, for all of us. For all of us, for all of us.